What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by Michael Brown. With almost 30 years of experience in the restaurant industry, he is a master of guest experience. He was an owner of Chick-fil-A's for 14 years. Then he got into the Flying Biscuit, Bojangles. He was senior director of guest experience at Zaxby's. Basically, this man knows his fried chicken. Michael, thanks for joining us today, man. Absolutely. No, Zach, thank you for, uh, for having me here. And uh, yeah, certainly a uh, chicken is in my blood. I've spent uh, lots of time with uh, Chick-fil-A and then, you know, just recently finished up a gig with, uh, with Zaxby's. So, you know, you mentioned 30 years in the restaurant business. I tell everybody you know, I started when I was 10. Um, so real young. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but yes, love the restaurant industry. Love the, just, you know, love people, relationship person. And so, yeah, absolutely. No, thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what's keeping you busy uh, nowadays. Just doing doing a lot of consulting um, right now. I just uh, finished up a uh, project with a uh, local Tex-Mex um, uh, locations that are here in, in Georgia, um, 20, I think I had 28 locations and just helping them get their guest experience platforms um, in place and, you know, being able to use that data and that guest data and mapping the guest journey. And so, you know, my heart is for the for the guest, internal and external. And so I'm trying to do things that suit my strengths and, you know, my skill set. And it's and it's always dealing somehow, some way with uh, with guest experience. Now, that, that is really interesting because spending starting off your career 14 years in Chick-fil-A, uh, I'm sure there's some really salient lessons that you carried with you through your career. And so I'd love to kind of start off with with the Chick-fil-A aspect of your career. What are some lessons that have carried with you? as you've gone to all these different brands and helping other brands out? Sure. Now, I was lucky enough to start out with uh, one of the best in the industry, um, which is Chick-fil-A. They do a fantastic job with guest experience. And so I was able to, to learn quite a bit from them. And, you know, I have a little bit of a unique perspective because I've been a franchisee and then I've worked at the enterprise level with franchisors. And so I've been on both sides of the, of the table, but certainly, you know, had a hand in helping uh, Chick-fil-A establish their second mile service initiatives and the fresh flowers on the table and unit marketing director program. And they were just really world-class about getting you um, the kind of training that you needed and, you know, being super guest centric, you know, really before anybody else was super guest centric. Um, and, you know, I'm just very lucky to have started out with them because they, they really are top of the top of the food chain. Like what, what makes them, so guest centric, do you think? Like, what what about what about Chick Fil A? Um, like, wh- why do they care so much? Two words: servant leadership. I mean, they absolutely live and breathe servant leadership. Uh, you know, they try to surround themselves with people that have a servant spirit. You know, people that have um, you know thought and love for the guest and making sure that the guest is getting taken care of. And, and really it works both ways, both internal and external guests. Um, you know, obviously if you're not treating your people good in your organization, 
they're probably not going to treat your your customers very good. Yeah. I mean, they're only going to give you the same you know the same treatment that you're getting above you. And so that was you know a very very important lesson to me. They were you know just super with the way that they dealt with people and. And it's really, you know, it's like it's a no excuses. I mean, there there are no reasons for not taking care of the guests. And they were really good about empowering their operators and their managers and employees to be able to handle problems without having the, you know, the old infamous line of I need to go talk to a manager to be able to do that. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't have the authority to do that. Uh, um, uh-huh. You know, they just they put the guests first. And, you know, that's that's the way that I'm wired. So just lucky enough to start my career with them. Now, looking through your career, and and obviously, you spent a lot of time working with restaurants, uh, helping other restaurants, consulting restaurants. What's a common mistake that you see restaurants making? That they think that there's a silver bullet out there uh, for guest experience, that there's just one thing that is going to take care of all of their issues. And it's just never the case. I mean, it's going to be death by a thousand cuts. I mean, it's never Uh just going to be one one big bullet that solves all your problems. And I mean, you know, omni-channel is absolutely, you know, the way to go. And that's what the guest expects now. And and really the worst thing I think that you can do and, and the mistake that I see companies do is that they ask for a lot of feedback and then they just don't do anything with it. They don't answer yeah. the complaint. They don't answer the comments. They don't use that data to make enterprise decisions. And it's just a huge mistake. I mean, if you're not going to do something about it, don't ask for it. Just wait until you're ready that you've got a program in place before you start asking for that data because they're going to expect a response. I mean, this uh, the new customer, especially the digital customer, is a savvy, savvy customer. And I, I totally agree with that. As you look at guest feedback, if they cared enough to talk to you, you should care enough to talk back. And that that connection is so important to build. And we often talk about innovation, you know, what is true loyalty and and that loyalty is around convenience. It's around consistency and it's around connection. Yep. And and if you're missing one of those three ingredients, you got a two-legged stool and then, you know, it's not going to do you much good. And so I think that you really need to to have that part of guest centricity, like you said, is an omni-channel. And and what's interesting is I I see to your point of, um, of responding to guests and and getting that feedback. It's like, they have such good service when somebody comes in the restaurant and there is zero service. If they go through the drive-through zero service, if they dine off prem and it's like, you can't, you can't be a completely different restaurant in one channel versus another. You got to have a, again, consistency. It's not just about the food. But it's about how do you care? How do you show that guest who you are and build that relationship, right? Absolutely. I mean, there, there's, there's. I mean, you hit it right, right on the head. I mean, for, for sure. I mean, those three C's are absolutely um, important. And I mean, you've got to figure in all those factors. And you know, you've got the digital guest, you've got the analog guest, you've got a drive-through guest, you've got people that order on the app, you've got people that call in. You've got to figure out how to treat those guests because each one of them, you know, is is different. I mean, a digital guest is someone who doesn't require a whole lot of interaction. It's prepaid. They come more often, you know, but they're also a prickly bunch. If uh, if you yeah, mess up their order, right. they're gonna tell everybody. They're gonna tell everybody if it's fantastic, but they're definitely gonna tell everybody if it, if it's not exactly right. And well, uh, be, you know, go ahead. Well, because you know, when I go to Chick Fil A, I get you know, I, I'll get a I'll place an order. And if I ordered a large fry and I get a small fry, I go up to the front and they make it right. 
if I go, you know, order DoorDash Chick-fil-A and I order a large fry and I get a small fry. Oh my gosh. Right. Like it, what goes from not being a very big deal goes to being a huge deal, you yeah. know? And I, and I can tell you, you know, that's the one reason that, um, that Chick-fil-A is really moving away uh, from third-party delivery. You know, they're, they're doing self-delivery and they're canceling a lot of contracts with third-party delivery because they don't want to give up that guest experience. And you do when you, you know, you engage with a third-party delivery you know, company. I think there's definitely a place for them. Don't, don't get me wrong. However, you know, restaurant companies give up a lot of data, a lot of power, a lot to be able to have that delivery service. Um, and again, I think you're probably, you know, you're already seeing like Domino's, you know, we'll, we'll pay you $3 to come pick up your pizza. Yeah. You know, there, there's a little bit of backlash on third party delivery. It'll be interesting to see how that, that whole industry evolves, um, you know, post COVID and, you know, as people get, they start, you know, everybody's going to start checking their bill because I mean, there's all the service charges I mean, you're headed to a recession and, you know, just a, a simple, uh, you know, chicken sandwich combo, Folks are not going to be able to pay, you know, twenty dollars just to have that delivered if it's ten dollars. Right. So, and and speaking of revenue, this is interesting because I I spent years uh, working with Fortune fifty companies doing customer experience, and one of the things that you look at these large companies and there is a direct correlation between guest experience and revenue. Yep. And you get to a lot of restaurants and they're like, ah, well, guest experience is different than revenue, and. <laughs> Uh, really at the end of the day, data shows that your guest experience is a leading indicator of your revenue. And yeah. And I want to get your thoughts on that. The the connection between guest experience and revenue and how do you uh, talk to people about moving guest experience from the back burner to the forefront? Well, you know, the revenue connection is probably the biggest mechanism to be able to have those conversations with, we'll say franchisees or managers of restaurants because the data does correlate. And listen, data doesn't always correlate, but in this instance, it absolutely does. I mean, I could say, I won't name the company, but one of the companies I've recently worked with, I mean, we we did the data, we did the analysis to see exactly how much guest experience affected sales. And I mean, it, it, you know, the top 25 people in sales also had the top 25, uh, you know, guest experience scores. And so it's just, it's irrefutable that it works. And for, for franchisees, you've got to show them how it hits their pocketbook um, for them to, uh, to be able to understand. And it's no question. It hits the bottom line. It hits the pocketbook. Absolutely. So what, what do you feel like is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? You know, it's certainly not one thing. Um, it's a bunch yeah. of things. I, you know, I think, you know, certainly empathy and a product expert expertise, and if we're talking specifically about the restaurant business, the biggest thing is being able to handle questions, issues, problems, opportunities on the spot, as opposed to having to wait to send something through an email or, you know, whatever, whatever it happens to be. Be able to handle those, those situations right there at the store level. And it's not just about making it even. You know, that was one of the biggest lessons I learned from Chick-fil-A is, you know, if you ordered a large fry and you get a small I'm not making it even by just giving you a large fry. That's what you ordered to begin with. And so let's go above and beyond. Zach, I'm so sorry that we gave you um, the small fry. I want you to keep that small fry. We're going to give you a large. And hey, by the way, I'm going to give you a VR guest cards just as an invitation for you to come back and give us a try again. Those are the kind of things that make Bam. it. Bam. Right. And that's what I'm talking about with the connection. Because if you mess up, you know, convenience is kind of table stakes. You, that's yeah. where your location is. That's your online. That's your digital experience to place an order. That needs to be frictionless. Um, I, I mean, there are great restaurants that because 
I had to do a weird U-turn to get to them. I stopped going. Right. Right. And, and so look, location, 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 and your digital location are, are the convenience factor. Now you get to the, now you get to the consistency and the connection. I can forgive consistency if I have that connection. Right. And what, what you did in that example, right there, you showed how to take something that was an inconsistent, uh, you know, accuracy issue and flip it around. And data shows that that guest who had a service failure with a proper service recovery is more likely to become loyal than if they never had that service failure in the first place. Why? Because if I order a large fry, I'm expecting large fry, I get the large fry. What you just did right there, going above and beyond to show that you care and to connect, that that is what really matters. And so that's just, um, love that example. Just brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there, there's a lot of a lot of people out there, again, that, uh, you know, somebody goes through the drive through, you mess up the order, you know, just being able to map that guest journey and understand what they're going through. The fact that they they have left the, the restaurant, they've paid full price, they're up the road, they don't have what they're supposed to have they Have 30 minutes for lunch. What are they going to do? Turn around and go back and sit in the drive through line again. And, you know, there are lots of opportunities to, first of all, for order accuracy, but second of all, you know, to wow that guest. And, you know, you will have to go above and beyond. It's not just replacing what they ordered. And, you know, you said table stakes earlier. That's table stakes. No question about it. Love that. So what are some, you know, someone who's listening right now, they're saying, Michael, I'm convinced I want to do more with guest experience. Uh, What are some successful tactics you would recommend for them? Here's what I tell people all the time is, there are lots of nice and shiny um, new products and objects out there that are attractive to the eye that, you know, you, you look at these things and they're making a whole lot of prognostications and, you know, just looks wonderful. And they'll go and spend a lot of money on some guest experience platform. And then they're not even answering their Google reviews. And so what mm. I tell people is if there's 10 steps to marketing, the first one is answer your Google reviews because that's what controls the algorithm for any unbranded search. And so, you know, if you're coming into Atlanta, Georgia, and you've got a traveling T-ball team and you want chicken fingers and you say, who's got the best chicken fingers in Atlanta? If you're not, if you're not answering your Google reviews, you may not show up on the first page, the second page, or even the third page, but the folks that are answering them, they'll be the ones that show up up top. Yep. And I, I think that, you know, we have great partners, Marquee, who do a phenomenal job making it easy to respond to guests and manage your listings. But I think that that makes a lot of sense that you, you, you got to respond. And before you even start to respond privately, at least respond publicly, respond to those public reviews. That's just so critical. Love that. Uh, And who's, who deserves innovation in the restaurant industry? Who is someone that we should be following, Michael? Well, I, I probably have talked too much about Chick-fil-A, but they, they really are the brand standard and are doing some, <laughs> some incredible things. Um, you know, I like what Taco Bell's doing. I like what Chipotle is doing. Uh, I mean, outside of the, re- the restaurant business and hospitality business, I mean, I always use uh, Ritz-Carlton as, as my example. I mean, they, they had CRMs before CRMs was even a word. I mean, they were, you know, they, they called it customer database, you know, 20 years ago. But every time you went there, they had a conversation with you. And if you asked for extra scratchy sheets in your bed, I guarantee you that the next time you go, you're going to you're going to have those because, I mean, they pay attention. They map the guest journey. They understand the guest and they can do much more personalized marketing um, than you can if you don't have that that information. And again, 
using guest data for enterprise decisions is absolutely a must for your company to be successful. Absolutely. And that data, again, going back to it, is that's that's kind of the, the secret sauce, I, I feel like, of a lot of guest experience is that, yeah, you're asking about the experience, but you're really collecting data as well. Yeah, and you're finding exactly out right. who that guest is. And you could market to them based on their most recent experience, because you got to remember, you are only as good as your last experience. Yep. I've gone to places for years, had a terrible experience, and I stopped going. Right. Yep. And and that's what needs that's the problem. But when you collect that data, that's how you're again getting to that connection. That's how you get you get that connection back and forth. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm exactly the customer that I can't stand because if uh, <laughs> if I if I get a bad experience, I don't complain. I just don't go back. And so the only way to to reach that guest that's like me is with that personalized marketing and that personalized apology or whatever, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you who's doing a really good job. Of personalized marketing too is there's a company called Stratacash um, that does all the outdoor menu boards. And I mean, they have a system where they constantly have AI running and they're constantly gathering data. So that if they can tokenize a guest when they pull up to that speaker box, they know what you ordered last time. They know what you, you know, are most apt to order this next time. So they can suggestively sell. And the thing about these boards that are, that are so cool is that Go to McDonald's or Taco Bell or some one of one of the, the customers um, of Stratacash. And when you pull away from that speaker box, the guest behind you sees a completely different menu because it's tailored to them. And it's just really neat to watch. A little scary because you know data is super powerful, uh, but you know, the amount of knowledge that you can get from people and people are willing to, to give to you to be able to understand them and to market directly to them. I think that personalized marketing is an absolutely huge, huge, huge thing for the industry. Absolutely. Well, Michael, how do people find and follow you? So LinkedIn, um, it's uh, MMB992, or they're welcome to, uh, to email me or call me on the phone. I'm happy to uh, have a conversation anytime. I mean, right now I am uh, working with a company called Strategize uh, with Morgan Petty, doing some consulting uh, with her firm. And, you know, out there looking to beat the bushes and, and help some folks with, uh, with guest experience. Well, for making it my pleasure to have you on the podcast, for being a voice to the guest, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us on Give Innovation, Michael. Thank you. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.